G'day, g'day. Hello and welcome. You are listening to Charging Stallion Presents. News we like. Your name's Tim. Your name's Cam. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for getting my name right. <laughs> Thank you. Right back at you, brother. We are recording today at Bakehouse Studios in Richmond. Yeah. That's a nice little setup here. If uh, anyone's looking for a uh, recording space or or, uh, or just a jam room, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a great place to come to. It's luxurious. Right now, I'm sitting on a two-seater leather couch <laughs> beneath a window. Like, I feel like I'm very important. <laughs> Double glazed as well. It's very important. Yeah, want to block out that outside world. <laughs> Only hear us. How's your week been, man? It's been good. Had some bad luck with Uber drivers in the last week or so. The Uber driver that dropped me here today had a massive freak out at a driver like almost coming into his lane, but he acted like they had crashed. He was like, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? Like really upset by it. Window down? Yeah, window yeah. down and like waving his hand. And then as he was abusing this person who he thought was in the wrong, he forgot to watch where he was driving and had to slam on the brakes to not rear end a person in front of him. And then... Of course, I'm going to give him a low rating, but at the time he was like, crazy, eh, mate? I was like, oh, yeah, you can't stop them. Like, <laughs> did, did he ask for a five-star rating? He didn't ask, no. you know how some Uber quite drivers often. do that quite often? Especially I find that if they just say it's they took you a really shitty way to get there and they go, five-star? <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, yeah. Like, good on you for asking. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, because then I'll get a five-star rating and I'm sure at some point I'll be – inappropriate in the back of a Uber being too loud or something like that. So it's the good karma thing coming back around. Oh, you think of it as karma. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You got it. How's your week, man? It's been good. It's been good. Actually, when you were telling that story about the Uber, that also reminded me of Taxi Fight. Do you remember when we were when we were on the coin toss tour when Charging Stallion was playing in Canberra and we're pulling out uh, to then after after oh, playing yeah. to drive and these two taxi drivers start going at each other and the whole of our bus opens up their windows and starts chanting "Taxi fight, taxi fight!" About twenty drunk musicians who have just played a gig. <laughs> Man, that's a very faint memory, but. For me, <laughs> who won? Um, oh, they didn't. They didn't end up. They kind of pushed each other a little bit. Yeah. Um, I think they were both a little embarrassed when a whole bunch of people started chanting. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't expect an audience no, that I passionate. Don't think they did. Um, yeah, my week's been my week's been good, man. I've had a couple of pretty chilled days the last mm. la- last couple of days. The the sun has finally come out in Melbourne, and it has been real nice. So. Yeah, I went lawn bowling yesterday. Lawn bowling. Yeah, man. How was it? It was so good. It was extremely relaxed. There's yeah. some I've only been on lawn bowls like maybe five times in my mm-hmm. life, but every time that I've been there, I've looked around and been like, oh, this is like a little bubble away from the busyness of the world yeah like it's definitely got its own atmosphere you feel real cruisy compared to what's going on outside the bowls club i have a feeling i'm definitely going to become an old person (laughs) who (laughs) the uniform for my local bowls club and like oh they're only two dollar beers mate you should join up like i'll be the guy that's telling people who are coming once a year to join our mate um our our good friend uh wad from uh chris from the band wad he uh when they were living uh, across the road from uh, a bowls club when they were living in Windsor mm. at, a, at a, a, a locally famous uh, party spot, 99 Union mm-hmm. Street, where the boys lived. And um, it was where they filmed Cracker Jack. Have you seen the Australian movie Cracker Jack? It's like a, a real famous Australian comedy. I've heard of it, but yeah. I haven't seen it. 
And um, it was filmed there. And okay. then, and so Wad went over and he became a member because then, then we could go over and get really cheap beers yeah. <laughs> and use the pool table and stuff. So, yeah, we did the same thing. a bit of time. Yeah, dude. And the guy that ran the place was this old guy named Brocky and he used to come and hang out with us and he was real cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, was, it was fun, man. Lord Bowls is fun. Yeah. Did you go barefoot? Nah. I don't – like sometimes when I, I looked at a bunch of different mm. bowls clubs and I'm like, people don't need to see – like my feet are not in <laughs> – People don't need to see them. They're not in good condition. <laughs> Do you reckon like that? That's yeah. Feet, feet are weird, man. Feet, feet. I don't think. I think if you have somebody who's really happy with how their feet look, they're probably a, so- a sociopath, right? Yeah, or they're <laughs> loaded. Like they're so rich that because the feet to me are like the last thing on your priority list. Like I'd be like, okay, nose oh, yeah. job. Okay, mm. go to the gym, um, get a good sports habit, and then like, oh yeah, oh yeah, my feet. I'll better get someone to like chip away at them or whatever they do to them. Because you go hands over feet and you don't. Yeah, like yeah. moisturize your hands. Like feet are so far down the priority because mm-hmm. you, you never – I never look at mine. Do you look yeah. at yours? Not really. I mean I've got – like when you start analyzing people's – because I'm not wearing shoes right now. So I've got kind of weird toes where my toes kind of claw a little bit like that. <laughs> you see? Oh, so the, the knuckles of your toes are quite high up. Yeah. Like pointy. It kind of looks like my parents gave me like too small a shoe when I was a kid. But yeah. my mum's like, like, no, that's not what the thing is. You were born that way. You've actually asked her the question. Yeah. You tried to place the blame yeah. on her. I'm like, mum, see these fucked up times. What did you do to me, mum? Why did you do this? <laughs> but yeah, no, she says that it was just genetic. But I think it's because I'm double jointed because I'm also double jointed like in my fingers and hands. Uh, okay. Yeah, like the for, for what I was doing for Cam there is when uh, you can move the last knuckle on on your fingers and like get them to move by themselves. Can you yeah. do it? I can't do it. Yeah, um, but no, my, my, I'm not the pinnacle of normality. <laughs> no, so, I think that's normal. Oh, okay, but definitely not. Be, not being able to do it is the normal one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you're all sweet, bro. <laughs> All right, should we move into our first story of the of the of the week? Yeah, let's do it. All right, so the headline is "Move Over: New Big Bovine on the on the Block as Knickers is Overshadowed by Dozer." Have you been following the 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 big the big cow uh, things going around the world, Cam? I haven't like dove in very deep, yep. but yep. I'm very intrigued by it. So tell me more. So in Australia, there was um, there was a cow called Knickers, and I'm just going to show you a photo of him. Massive. It's, dude, it's crazy. It's it's like something out of it's it's if I saw that in say like a um a, a fantasy movie or something that I'd be like dumb lame fake. You yeah. know what I mean? I'd be like <laughs> so stupid a huge cow get out of here. Yeah. But like you look at it man and you look at him compared to compared to the other cows that he's rolling around with and he's 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 like double the size. It's insane. The photo that I saw the main one where it's like a few brown cows in the foreground and then the black and white beast in the background. I was like, this has to be like a trick, like a trick photography mm. type thing or, or like Photoshop because the cow wouldn't be, I was like, he wouldn't yeah. be that much bigger. But then more photos like what you showed me yeah, have come out man. and then there's videos you're like, he is, he's tremendous. He's huge. <laughs> and so there's, um, there's now, um, Nick is, the giant uh, steer has been overtaken in the stakes of enormous vi- uh, viral uh, bovines uh, just two days after finding online celebrity. Uh, there's an, another cow um, named Dozer and uh, 
he's uh, he's uh, in in North America, mm. and um, he's uh, a one inch one inch taller, and oh, yeah. uh, I, I, like weighs like just a little bit more. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but both those cows uh, are living in um, like sanctuaries now. Like yeah. they're not going to get eaten. From so they there. got rewarded by the farmers or whatever, and they said, "Look, you yeah. you've gotten so strong, you've earned to to live." Well, they were gonna they, like with in Nick's case, mm. he was too big to fit in the in in like what do you call it the the abattoir 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 yeah. yeah where they where they he was too big to yeah fit nice in there. but then I was like if you really wanted to eat him you could just like like pull up like a uh, like <laughs> honestly like if you really did you could pull up a couple of utes next to him shoot him lay down a tarp maybe maybe you'd have to take like a forklift or something mm. out there but you could definitely Chainsaw. yeah you could definitely eat him and I think they just go wow you know he's yeah. he's he's grown he's grown large he's too big for to to get into the into the pens to 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 kill <laughs> wonder how he did it like was he stealing more food like kind of shoulder barging his way through the pack yeah. to get more food was he working out what was he doing i think if he was like a bit bigger you you would you would you would say that but he, maybe um... it's like your toes maybe it's like <laughs> his parents don't know <laughs> He has questions too. No one knows, man. It's these things of the universe, and and you can't explain them sometimes. I don't know. If, oh, sorry. I don't know if this part is in the article you've got. But yeah. Something that fascinated me in one of the captions I saw about Nick is the giant cow. He's, he's been all over Facebook this week. He's, Everyone's yeah. posting about yeah. it, like massive news corporations, and then little pages mm-hmm. are all fascinated, including myself. And uh, one of the things that this caption said is that the other cows look up to him like not Dude. not physically they they kind of they see him as the leader and whatever he yeah. does they like trail behind that's like, All exactly right. what i was just gonna say oh, yeah. <laughs> it's so crazy dude like he's just like he he'll he'll move and they'll all just but you know what if you were that makes sense like if you were just say like we were uh say three three four thousand years ago mm. someone that you that that you know that has one beaten the system and not been killed, yeah. And 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 two is is ginormous. You're gonna follow him around, man. Like that's just I think that's just a natural animalistic thing to do. For eh? sure, man. Unless yeah. they're gonna like like unless they were mean. But Nickers is cool. Like he's real yeah. chill. Yeah, he treats his followers well. <laughs> so I was a bit intrigued about cows, and I was like, and I was thinking about I've been thinking about cows this week, and I go, why don't people ride cows? Yep. You know what I mean? Like, why do people ride horses? And so I, I, I looked into a, a couple of things. Good. And I, and I got a good video from, this is from New Zealand, actually. Nice. Oh, hold on one second. So we got one little uh, mix up here with the audio. It's all right. Johnny Bad loves voice. Johnny Bad loves voice in the Johnny, background. If you want to be on the podcast, mate, you don't have to <laughs> just, go to such lengths. Just ask Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. All right. So this. When Hannah Simpson couldn't afford a horse of her own, she opted for a less expensive option, a cow. Her family already had plenty of them, so when she was 11 years old, she jumped on a different kind of steed instead. A dairy cow named Lilac is her favorite. She doesn't always behave, but Hannah was able to teach her the tricks. <laughs> Hannah says it all comes naturally to Lilac, who enjoys adventuring on hills and going through creeks around where they live in New Zealand. 
Though the 18-year-old does have a horse now, she still chooses to ride her best friend once a week, claiming she doesn't expect her to act like a horse. Lilac can clear an impressive five-foot-high jump, but Hannah says only when she feels like it. Now that is definitely a horse of a different color. For InsideEdition.com, so there you go. So in New Zealand, there's a girl riding around on a cow, having a real good, doing jumps and shit. There's something quite budget looking about a person riding a cow. Like you, you forget how majestic a horse looks and mm-hmm. generally and with a person riding a horse. But a cow, it looks so like beaten up and definitely looks like a second option. Yeah. But I love knowing now that it's possible though. Laptop thief sends an email apologizing for his actions. A man in the UK recently had his laptop stolen, and a day after that it was stolen, he received an email from the thief. The email subject line was, I'm sorry about your laptop. And in the email, he goes on to make an unusual offer. Hello, so this is the email from the thief. Hello, I'm very, very sorry about your laptop. I'm extremely poor and needed the money. I left your phone and wallet. I hope that that slightly makes up for something. I can see you're a university student, so if there are any files on here like university work that you need, just let me know and I'll send them all across to you. Once again, I'm very sorry. What do you think of that, Timmy? It's weird, eh? It's like, because there's a couple of different emotions that I get from it. I feel sad like someone has to steal and stuff. And then kind of go, you're stealing off a, off a uni student. It's heavy, man. But he left his wallet and he phone. He left his wallet. But I wonder, do you reckon, what do you think? Do you think the, the person is just a, 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 an, un, an unlucky poor person in the, in the community or do you reckon it's possible that that person is also a struggling uni student and has stolen off another uni student? Ah, oh, that's interesting. And so they empathise even harder because they're like... Because why would you need a laptop, you know what I mean? Like the, if, a, if it was a homeless person or something like that, they're going to steal your wallet. Mm-hmm. They're going to take your money yeah. and, and your laptop to go sell it. But yeah. a uni student that doesn't need the money but maybe their laptop just got broken, something that, you know, that someone like someone – maybe someone has stolen their laptop. Mm-hmm. They, just, they need their laptop to, uh, uh, to, to do their assignments to get through university. Detective what Timmy. What do you do? <laughs> I wish you had a wooden pipe to puff on after that theory. <laughs> what was your first reaction when you read that story? Um, I was kind of like, uh, I instantly felt for the thief because I was like, oh, that's, that seems like mm. true guilt to me. So I yeah. was like, like, I don't think the thief should get to keep the laptop, but I think that like maybe that means... I have a feeling that the person will get the laptop back because if the thief is already feeling that guilty, opening up a line of communication, I feel like the victim of the crime can go, hey, thanks so much for the apology. If you could just drop the laptop off in, oh, like at this counter, at this place, then I'll, like, I won't chase this up with the police. Mm. Like I feel like it's, it seems like a good enough person that you can negotiate with yeah. them. I, um, I know it's that weird thing, the like guilt of – I haven't stolen anything in, in, in a long, long time, but mm. I do remember stealing stealing some things. Yeah. I remember just from some reason the a story put in my head where uh, we were at we, – we were going – I was going out that night. I'd just come from a bar and I was going to a, a person's house and I went to the service station to get condoms. Mm. And my mate was working at the server. And he goes to me, he goes, Don't worry, none of these videos just, uh, none of these, like, none of these cameras work. Yeah. Just go and, like, just put it, like, just, you know, put everything in your pockets that you want and just walk out. 
Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay. And I did it. And I didn't feel guilty at all. And I went and got laid. And <laughs> so for me, that experience was good. <laughs> I don't know. Was that the moral? <laughs> Is that where you're going to leave it? That's the honest, man. That's the honest truth for me. Like, I yeah. can't, I didn't feel bad about it in the slightest. But for me, that was, uh, mate, mate, but you know, if it was like a, uh, if there was like a condom vendor on the side of the street, like a, yeah. a little old lady selling rubbers on the side Out of the of road. Out of a brown paper bag. Well, no, I was thinking more of like a stall. Like okay. she, she had like, you know, a little push card or something like that. It had a little like nice little roof over the top of it. A and hand-painted sign. Yeah, yep. yeah. And so and she, she sold condoms on the side of the road. If I stole off her, mm. I would have felt bad. Yeah. But because I was stealing, I guess, from her. Do you think uh, that the, the person you made love to, do you think it cheapened your relationship? Um... No, because it, it never, it never, it never formed into into in, into anything after after that. Probably, probably because the best of it. <laughs> it's just like, hey, mum and dad, how did you guys meet each other? I robbed a convenience <laughs> store and rooted her. <laughs> That's quite badass, actually. <laughs> but not to tell your folks. <laughs> All right, this one uh, is quite crazy. Mm. So um, I'm just going to – I'm going to leave the headline for now. I'm just going to um, jump into jump into the story. So yeah. uh, last year, a couple who has kept their identity secret for privacy reasons was thrilled at the birth of their healthy baby boy. Mm-hmm. However, their joy soon, soon turned to confusion when they learnt their son's blood type did not match either of their own. Because the child was – conceived in vitro which uh, means like um the what, what do you call it when they uh put like the sperm into the egg and and um what's, and what's just it? injected it yeah what's that there's this there's a th- another thing that call we call it here in australia i forget but it's like um you go in there and and they and they fertilize the egg and then put it into yeah. the in, in into the into the woman mm-hmm. so it wasn't like the lady had gone out and slept with somebody else so um so the, the baby still grew in her stomach. They had the baby. Yeah. And then after they had the baby, they learned that um, the blood type wasn't of the mother or the father, yeah. right? Which means that – so everyone's blood type is either of your mother or your father. Mm-hmm. And then so um, the couple immediately suspected that there was a sperm mix-up at the clinic mm. and turned to their doctor, a, genetic, uh, a geneticist at Stanford University, Francis. Um, and then what happened was um, it revealed that the existence of the father's the existence of the father's long lost twin. So I'll just read this out and explain it. The twin's DNA, it turns out, had been absor- in, absorbed into the body of his brother after he died early in the mother's pregnancy. Thirty four years later, still inside the surviving brother's body, it was used to produce the couple's child. So the father of this baby that had been born, right, when he was a baby, when he was in his mother's womb, he had a twin mm. and he absorbed that twin into him. His whole body. Yeah. <laughs> and then carried parts of his DNA in his body throughout his life. Yeah. And then when he had sex, when, when, when he came in that um, thing, you know, that, that, that little, I was going to say bucket, a little, what do you call a container? Yeah. <laughs> no one needs a bowl bucket to come into. <laughs> so he comes into the container, they yeah. fertilise 
um, his wife's egg with his with his own yeah. sperm, but his sperm doesn't actually carry his DNA. It carries his. He it, it carries his his brothers. So when they did the family tree, he was his on, on the on the DNA records. He's actually his son's uncle. Uh, my brain, hang on. <laughs> my brain so, is just ticking so, over. So because his it's his brother's DNA yeah. that that formed uh, that I formed see. the son. Okay, so his his part his long his dead brother is the dad of the kid. Yeah, right. <laughs> his never born brother. Yeah. Yeah. So his DNA was passed through the 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 the, the living brother, the one that yeah. survived the the in in the womb. And his DNA passed on to 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 this to this child. Definitely didn't know that was possible. I had no idea, bro. It it actually blew my mind. Did I explain that? Okay, is that, I've is got it, it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so no, yeah, you explained it great. It's yeah. just a complex. Dude, one. it's so weird. Dude. Yeah. It took me like three times to read through the article to be like, excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what but is yeah. the headline for that one? So the headline was. Um, uh, paternity test reveals child fathered by long lost Venice twin absorbed in the worm. Yeah, it's so sci-fi. Yeah, man, so wild. Yeah. And I didn't, I had no idea that that shit could happen because I, I had it. So, so when I was reading the article on um, this, this is the other thing that buzzed me out. Mm. When I was reading the article on further, they say that um, it's something. It's a crazy study. Oh, here we go. It's like one in eight um, pregnancies. When they're at the very, very first stage, yeah, one in eight uh, um, single pregnancies started with twins, and so this, this, so this, but usually um, they don't have this DNA issue. Mm. But um, they're doing way more studies now because they reckon that it's way more common than what they first thought. So if it's one in eight, does the mother normally never know that that was the case? Yeah, because the one of the twins absorbs into the other one before they're big enough to get yeah. picked up on a scan. Yeah. What are you doing in there? There's so much. <laughs> this whole little universe. Get along. Yeah. <laughs> That's brutal. I absorbing your brother. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I never thought that any of that was possible, and it just it just blew my mind that there's like there's a kid out there who's like according to DNA whose father is a person that never existed. Yeah. Wild. It's insane that that can work. Yeah, dude. I, it, it, I just try to think about it now. It's still, I, just, I still like, am trying to get my head around it. Yeah, it's like when you spend too long trying to imagine how big space is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you, you think yeah. you've got it. You're like, oh, yeah, so I think that I... And then your brain goes... <laughs> <laughs> and you just have like... You can just picture blankness and then you have mm-hmm. to go, oh, I'll think about something different. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what makes the great scientists say is that great people people that, that become great scientists they they don't they just keep going. I'm the same man, I'll be like I get to a point where we're like, oh endless universe. Oh there's there, there's the possibility of different universes, you know, parallel universes on 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 different timelines and yourself living in a parallel universe right now but living a different life, like all these things are possibilities and I go, hmm, let's watch some friends. <laughs> You know what I mean? I'm like, fucking someone put something on. This yeah. is too much. Yeah, even just a laugh track. <laughs> <laughs> Macaulay Culkin has promised to change his middle name. Um, I have just accidentally zoomed out my screen so I can barely read this, so just bear with me for a moment. Ponder the headline. 
Here we go. Macaulay Culkin, for those who have lived under a rock their entire life, from Home Alone. Richie Rich is probably my favourite Macaulay Culkin movie, I'd say. Yeah, what else did he do? Oh, My Girl. Oh, My Girl. Because he did, yeah. he did like all these like basically slapstick for kids comedies. Like mm. Home Alone is outrageous and yep. still entertaining. But then My Girl, as a kid, I was expecting more of Home Alone and it just, mm. I didn't know, I didn't really know what death was until yeah, I watched dude. that. I think so many people have that as 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 one of their first moments as a child of, of, of com, com, like uh, comprehending death and, and processing it. Yeah, because yeah. you get to know the character mm. and then that character's not in the movie anymore. Mm. Whereas I think that death like had been in Star Wars and stuff and I'd seen that, but it was just yep. way more dramatic, cartoony and like the person was either, was either already gone or they blew up. And so I was like, whoa, fun. Yeah. That's what death is. And then all of a sudden it's like, no, no, it's the no. absence of someone you love. Yeah. <laughs> and, that, and that scene, man, when she's when she's like, he needs his glasses to see where is it, where are his glasses. It's like, oh. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, what's, what's Macaulay Culkin's yeah. middle name? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the little, the little guy's changing his middle name. Uh, so... During an appearance on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, the 38-year-old announced that he's going to legally change his middle name to something that his fans vote for. <laughs> this is a quote from him. He said, uh, so I was staring at my passport recently and stuff and looking over my middle name. My current middle name is Carson, so it's Macaulay Carson Culkin. Uh, and he said, I thought that I should probably spruce up my name a little bit. There are currently five choices in the running. As the actor says, he's been polling friends, family, and everyone that he speaks to about it. The options so far, and let me know which of these is mm -hmm. your favourite to me, uh, Macaulay Culkin. So that would make it Macaulay, Macaulay, Culkin, Culkin. <laughs> <laughs> if you would, if you Macaulay, would have... Macaulay, Culkin, Culkin. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So Macaulay Culkin would be the middle name. Yeah. Um, Shark Week. Nice. Macaulay Shark Week Culkin. Uh, Karen which seems really plain until you read that it was his brother, Kieran, who suggested it. All right. Um, and this, I think this one might be my favourite. It's a whole sentence. The McRib is back. <laughs> <laughs> and then also his girlfriend suggested another one, which was publicity stunt, which is also pretty good because it is definitely what this is. Yeah. So Macaulay Culkin has a website now, which is kind of like The Onion or um, Hard Times. It's like a satire website. I've never looked at it, but I just know what it is. And it's to, he's doing all of this, and he is going to change his middle name. It's called Bunny Ears. But, yeah, those are the options that are out at the moment. So what do you reckon to me? Macaulay I, Culkin, Shark Week, Karen, the McRib is back, or publicity <laughs> stunt. <laughs> You're spot on the money, bro. The big rib is back is easily the best one in there. Macaulay, the big rib is back, Colker. Yeah, bro. <laughs> I wonder who's, does it, did it say who suggested? It doesn't have the suggestion for that one. Nah, it says Karen came up with Karen. His girlfriend said publicity stunt. And Macaulay himself came up with Macaulay, Macaulay, Colkin, Colkin. <laughs> <laughs> did you uh, did you watch the episode when he was on uh, the Joe Rogan podcast? Yeah, I actually did yeah. watch that one. Yeah. What did you think about about Macaulay Culkin? Um, I think I felt for him a little bit because I felt like he was trying to make Joe laugh. Mm. Like I felt like Joe already thought of Macaulay as a like an epic piece of Hollywood history yeah. so Joe was treating him really well yeah and then Macaulay Culkin was trying to like do puns and jokes yeah. and I was like oh you're you're sitting opposite a stand-up comedian Joe Rogan doesn't need you to mm. to try to do that like Joe 
Rogan look like thinks you're cool, just have a conversation yeah. and so we can get to know your personality. That's how I left it feeling. Yeah, I felt pretty similar. Eh? I thought, I think, but you know what, man, it, w- it would be so weird to, because cause how you sort of um, have conversations with, with, with other people and, and, and that way in which you sort of sling things at each other and, and have humour and have weirdness between other people, you start developing that in, in you know, when you're, when you're real young. Yeah. And I mean, he went through this crazy life, man, of living like an adult, hanging out with Michael Jackson, like weird, like yeah. weird fucking upbringing, man. Very interesting childhood. The, I think he was just doing, I think he was trying to go in there to be like, I'm a normal person. Uh, yeah. I'm just a normal dude that loves having fun and, 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 and cracking jokes and that. And I think it came off a little bit forced. Okay. But it, that's what I thought. But I thought, but I think that he seemed like a really nice guy. Yeah, I still definitely yeah. like him. Yeah. I only specifically am saying that appearance on mm. Joe Rogan is how I felt about him. But I like the guy. Like he was, I wanted to be him. Like I think every kid did like. When he slapped his cheeks and was at home alone, I was like, oh, cool, like, I can be this. You wanted to be a kid that got chased around by, like, middle-aged men <laughs> <laughs> and left alone at Christmas? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is kind of weird. It seemed like the dream, man. It was really well shot. Dude, I used to, I used to think, like, um, def- definitely the, the traps and tricks and stuff that he set up for people. That was, as a kid, I was like, yeah. Yeah, man. I'd love to be that. Yeah, but I just wasn't good at setting traps. <laughs> yeah, I've just made a connection because I've talked about the bird traps that I used to make as a kid. Oh, I wonder yeah. if it was connected to that. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, <laughs> it's nice that way. Yeah, it makes it seem a little more pleasant. <laughs> so I, yeah, you can uh, so you can still jump online and vote for those vote for yeah, those names. Just Google Bunny Ears Macaulay, Macaulay Culkin, and his website will come up, and you can vote. Women's woman sues ex-boyfriend after his abnormally long penis stretched her vagina. A woman is suing her ex-boyfriend after, um, sorry, uh, 29-year-old uh, is planning to undergo reconstructive surgery after getting intimate with. Um, I don't know if I should name these people. I feel uh, we always name with this show is the article. And we always hesitate. Um, <laughs> well, it's naming him for having a huge dick, so I guess it's not too bad. Mugov <laughs> Karima, 37. So um, but these people are from Zimbabwe. Um, and Slindile Mengena uh, is the is the 29-year-old. Mm. Uh, so um, she wants him to pay £8,000, which is the cost of the surgery, and she's taken him to court. Um, she has come. She has come out saying um, she told the Zimbabwe Mail that her private parts were tight before she met her ex in 2016. Yeah, she said she fell in love even though he was allegedly married at the time. Mm. However, she re- ended the relationship in May this year um, after accusing her boyfriend for allegedly stretching her vagina by the size of his enormous penis. Okay. What are your thoughts on this? You're the judge. You uh, you're, you're you're the judge. You're and are su- you the lawyer for I, her? Yeah, I'll come in. I'll come in and be. I'll be the lawyer for both sides. Okay. So so I'll, I'll come, love that. I'll, I'll come the in and I'll go. Husband and wife will love that. I'll I'll go look. Um, so I'm the defendant at the, at at the, uh, sorry, I'm the, I'm the prosecutor at the moment. So I'm the chick. So I'll come in and say lawyer and go, Hey, they had a, they had this relationship. Things didn't work out. He has left her vagina 
damaged because of the size of his penis. Order, order. <laughs> Please use another word for vagina. There's families in here watching. Okay. She has a stretched pussy. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> because his schlong was too big. And now we feel, mm. we feel that, that because she gave you her flower that you, and you damaged the flower, that you should have to pay for fixing up the flower. <laughs> okay. All right, I'm taking that in. I'm yep. thinking about it now. I'd like to hear from your lawyer, good sir, the husband who's being accused. Um, whereabouts is your lawyer? Oh, over here. Uh, oh, no, no, I mean the lawyer for the husband. Oh, yep. You're, I'm, I'm walking in. Yep. You're do- I'm, I'm in now. <laughs> you're doing it for, you're the lawyer yep, for I'm both for of both. these? Yep, so I'm, I'm now, so, so, <laughs> yep. so now I'm the, so now I'm the, now I'm the, uh, the, the male's lawyer. Okay. And uh, he has a Please real. Please reapproach the bar. Yep. I'm reapproaching. He has a real Jerry Springer style about him, by the way. Yo, that bitch wanted it. <laughs> that whole woman, that dick. <laughs> no, he would come out and say, no, this is uh, consensual sex. And uh, um, they both wanted to have sex with each other. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe maybe uh, if she wants to go back to having a tight vagina, you know, she should have thought about this before having sex with someone that had a really large penis. As a judge who's work, worked in the legal system for over 30 years now, I today have regretted my choice my entire career uh, after an absolute display of kangaroo court. <laughs> you are going to prison <laughs> and you are losing your, your ability to be a lawyer. Oh, for both of us. And husband and wife, you just need to stay broken up. You can go halves. I think this is what Judge Judy would do, actually. <laughs> you can go halves and never speak again, and I'm going to make sure that your numbers are blocked on each other's phones because you're obviously not good for each other. Court adjourned. Yeah, that was good, bro. I think that was real fair. Yep. Yeah, I think I think maybe that that's what – but anyway, um, she's she's doing that. I'm surprised she hasn't, like, started the GoFundMe page or something like that. I think if you started a GoFundMe page that was like, like I want to have, like, a tight vagina after doing this, I reckon people just do it for laughs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Man arrested after allegedly calling an unemployment office 159 times. An unemployed man in Miyagi Prefecture was arrested on Friday for allegedly calling the office of a government employment agency 159 times and hanging up without saying anything. According to Miyagi police, on January 31st, between 2.30 and 5pm in the afternoon, the suspect, a 41-year-old unemployment uh, unemployed man, Uh, used his cell phone a total of 159 times to call and then hang up without saying a word. Police were able to use phone records to trace the calls back to the suspect. The suspect was arrested under suspicion of obstruction of business. The suspect has admitted to the allegations, reportedly explaining his actions to police by saying, I had something I wanted to say. And that was nothing. Yeah. Dark. What That's do you think cool. he is? Like that Japan- was a cool statement, man. You if think they- he was like a Japanese Banksy? I don't know. Somewhere between, who's a famous prank caller? Um, Kevin Bloody Williams, does he do prank calls? Ashton Kutcher, maybe? Yeah, nah, he doesn't do prank calls. <laughs> I'm sure he started there before punk Everyone starts with prank calls. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. Ashton Kutcher. He's a mix of Banksy and Ashton Kutcher, but he only has <laughs> one victim, the unemployment <laughs> office. Dude, people are so, like sometimes laws of places are so fucking harsh that like, you get arrested, you, you get, you get yeah. put in jail for that. He was That's, arrested. It's crazy, man. I, I think, I don't know, I um, there's just certain parts of the world 
that just take things real seriously, eh? Mm. Yeah. And I'm just, I feel real fortunate to live in a place where... Where you can get away with calling someone yeah, 159 man. times 100%. and hanging out. 100%. Look, the, the cops should go over there and go, look, we know it's you. Mm. Stop doing it. If yeah. you keep doing it, we're going to... We, we're going to make you go to court yeah. and, and then the judge, will, the, the judge will, you know, give you a fine or do something. Just stop doing it. Yeah. It's annoying people. Mm-hmm. And then, and like, that's what, wouldn't you think that that would be the appropriate thing to do? Yeah. Just stop over and go, oh, you've, you've been a fuckhead. Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> why? Or, or just ask why. Just go over there and go, hey, why I you? think they did. Yeah. And that's when he gave this, like, poetic answer. I had something I wanted. That, like, let's think mm. about that. What's yeah. he saying? So Can you got, say it again? Yeah. So just just to set it up again, mm. 159 times in 233, 34, in three hours. Mm. So that's, like, 30 times an hour he's called this place. <laughs> the police get notified. They turn up at his house. They knock on the door 159 times, sir. Why? And he looks up at them and he pulls his sonnies off and says, I had something I wanted to say. Yeah, man. How old was this guy? 41. True. So he's old enough to, to, <laughs> to have a real sort of like be scorned by the world once or once or twice and yeah. be real dark on, dark on things. Uh, yeah. Do you think that he's kind of angry at society? Why else would you do it? I think maybe so he's, so he's an unemployed guy and maybe he's trying to get a job. And he can't get a job. He's frustrated. He's, yeah, frustrated. And he's like, well, fuck you guys. I'm just oh, so he's it. saying that the – maybe he's saying I had something I wanted to say. I wanted to show them what it's like to not oh, true. not get a response. So he had something to say like he had a point to make mm. is probably the translation because this was Japanese yeah. originally. So him saying I had something I wanted to say is like I had a point I wanted to make. And maybe the point was they expected to have two-way communication and they didn't get it, just like he had experienced for like two years of trying to get the doll. Hard out. And he's shown them. Dude, that's cool. He is Banksy. It's really cool, yeah. What's his name? Um, let's have a little look. I don't know if it was actually in here. He's yeah, just called a 41-year-old unemployed man. Just like Banksy, he's got no name yeah. either. <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect, dude. All right, well, that brings us to the end of our scheduled news stories for the week <clears throat> we've got um uh, a send in this week cam from uh, stallion sean mm. welcome back stallion sean um and again everyone if you've got uh, if you do have any stories please send them in send them to, to the uh to facebook if you want me to read them out or send them to the uh, instagram if you want cam to read them out yeah. so the uh headline for this story is world's first oral sex robot studies hours of porn to create top 10 techniques Ooh. So this is freaky shit, man. Because you know, if, if you're if you're if you're a listener of the podcast, you know my feelings towards AI, and that I'm 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 real nervous, very nervous about. It. I don't get nervous about many things, but this is one thing that that makes me nervous. And so mm. they've got so they've got this AI to watch all these hours of pornography and then evaluate herself what moves and and things are, are going to work best to get somebody off. Yeah. Okay. Isn't that weird to you? I wonder if there's part of it that's the rating system, like if a video has five stars or one star, if this robot goes, okay, so that technique got five stars. Or is she just going, well, I think that that looks really efficient. 
Is she judging it on how fast the man climaxes? That's this is what this is my whole thing, right? Where it's like where where AI freaks me out because in this article they don't they don't say all those things, and it makes mm. me think: Do you guys know how she's thinking, or she, or are you just creating this 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 machine that thinks for itself, yeah. and you don't understand its thought process? Doesn't that freak you the fuck out, man? This is like the beginning. We need to figure that shit out before we start sending artificial intelligence out into the world. Like, if you don't know how this thing thinks, I just be like, oh, so we we show it a whole heap of shit, and you know it loves giving rim jobs. We don't know why. <laughs> like, well, you should find out. <laughs> Would you accept a, a rim job from a robot? Um, if she was lovely, like she, you'd chat, like you'd here's uh, the thing, hang out. And this is a question that I'd like to ask you, though, because I think about this a lot. So, mm. just say you have artificial intelligence, right? And you have a, an so an AI that is essentially a sex a, a, a sex worker, right? So you got so you're going to this AI for sex, or you've got this AI for sex. Yeah. If you were in a relationship. Would you consider having sex with a with an AI robot cheating? Oh, uh, yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, man, I think because... it's all about the it's all about your human girlfriend. Mm. It's all about whether you've broken trust with them. Okay. Because a couple in an open relationship, if one of them says to the person they're with, mm. I'm gonna go have sex with that person, they do it, yeah. they come back and say, Hey, I had sex with that mm. person, that open relationship doesn't consider that cheating. So I think that it, cheating the term has to be about whether or not trust was broken in the relationship. Yeah, true. So if you went behind behind your back of your girlfriend mm. to root a robot, then you'd have cheated. But if yeah. you say, hey, I'm really intrigued by this, do you mind if I make love to, with an AI? And she says, cool, and you do it, and you come back and say, I did it. That's not cheating. I think that's where the divide is. I think you answered that question as perfectly as, as that question could have been asked, bro. It's a out of ten. So um, the uh, top ten uh, oral sex experiences were. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, the full stroke. Strokes the maximum possible length without variation. Intense edge, full strokes for eight seconds, followed by a three second pause. And number three is fast edge, full strokes for, for 20 seconds, followed by five seconds of pause. Okay. So um, she's, this is, this is the information. If you're she- on a train or a tram right now, that would have been so <laughs> slightly raunchy, but also. Odd to, to experience to me listing, and there's more on the list, right? Oh, dude, that's only three of ten. So what I want you to do as you're sitting, hopefully you've got a chair so you can put your backpack, put your backpack on your lap. <laughs> Listen to the rip. Can you read them a little slower to me? Yeah. Do you want to number them out as we go along? Yeah. What number are we up to? Uh, number four. And then am I counting down or up? Uh, we're going from four to nine. Okay, cool. Yep. At number four. Slow and fast combo. A mix of slow and fast stroking. Number five. Top stroke. Strokes only the top area of the machine. Number six. Bottom strokes. Strokes only the bottom area of the penis. Number seven. Top and bottom stroke. Alternate stroking the top and bottom of your penis. Number eight. (laughs) Master stroke one. (laughs) This, This experience combines top and bottom strokes and full strokes. Number nine. Master stroke two, master stroke one with speed variations. <laughs> Have we got one more? Oh, sorry. Number 10. At number 10, full AI experience oh, combines yeah. every technique and speed, baby. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> did they name them? Because yeah, I've never seen, I've watched porn on porn websites and none of the, I've never seen something called Masterstroke 2. <laughs> they must have, they must have done it because on, on here, I, on here it doesn't say that um, that she, uh, the, the AI, um, named them because that would freak me out. So the she, IT team, the IT department in this company would have named it. Yeah. We'll call it Masterstroke 2. <laughs> Oh, well, thanks for sending that one in, Sean. That was yeah. efficiently weird. Cheers, man. <laughs> yeah, blame Sean for that one if you're still on a tram with your backpack on your lap. <laughs> All right, so that brings us to a much-needed area of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Bring us home, Timmy. It's time for the good news story. Uh, so the headline is, uh, these young men drove to a nearby apartment fire and saved many lives. A group of young men in Dallas helped save lives thanks to their quick thinking during a raging fire in an apartment complex. Uh, Brian Campbell told Dallas Morning News that he and his friends noticed the fire in the distance and drove straight to it. They immediately, immediately ran into the first floor of the on-fire building and grabbed a mattress from one of the apartments. Campbell and his friends held the mattress in the air as they told residents on the third floor to jump. They saved six lives, including a newborn baby. Wow. Yeah. Crazy, man. So there's awesome. just, just, these, just these young guys, man, in, in, in Dallas. Uh, looks like sort of in um, sort of uh, maybe a, a, a low economical uh, socio – what's the word for it? Socio-economical? Yeah, socio-economical. Perfect <laughs> area. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, and and they um, and and re- in a real community move, just mm. ran over and, and saved heaps of people's lives and a baby. And these guys are just young young dudes, man, just hanging hanging out. It's crazy because a lot of people, you know, a lot of people when they see a fire going or so, or or, so, or something happening, they'll go the other way, which is. It's, it's not the right thing to do, but you can understand why people do it. It's the mm. natural thing that comes to a lot of people's minds when something is the flight thing. Is yeah. If there's something going on, is to, is to just get out of there and, yeah. and so that you're okay. And mm-hmm. that's, you know, that's that's just life. Yeah. People are always going to do that. But I think people that, man, people that, like, you're not a firefighter and you're running into a burning building and, get, and, and getting a mattress so that people can then, like, jump down and you're saving all these people yeah and you're just like in your late teens wild yeah real wild just such good dudes brian so brian campbell uh and 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 your mates uh tip of the hat from charging stallion guys well yep. done good work guys all right timmy well what do we want to tell people to do all right guys listen up we've got things to tell you to do we've got your orders for the week <laughs> Well, we're about to um, we're about to sit down and and uh, and and have a have a jam where mm. um and then tonight we're going to uh, to 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 uh, play with drunk mums and dirty fences. So we got a good afternoon plan. Yep. Um, we got we got stuff online. Yep. Listen to, to watch. Listen to our tunes on Spotify and watch our series Sunday Stories, which is on Facebook and Instagram. Also, if you haven't heard it, I reckon you probably have, uh, but a few weeks ago, Miniskirt put out a new t- uh, single called Untitled. Check it out. There's a new video for it online. Just Google Miniskirt Untitled. It rules. It's, it's so good. It's really, really good. And also, um, our other friends, Pissed Idiots, they are about to embark on a really big tour with another great Australian band called The Chats. 
Yeah. And uh, so they're going to be going. They're doing heaps of shows. So wherever you, if you're in Australia and you're listening to this, it's, it's, it's almost certain that we're coming somewhere near you. And uh, if you haven't had the chance to see Pissidies, in my opinion, I think they're the best band in Australia right now. Um, I'm just such a huge fan. And I think if you haven't gone and seen one of their shows, you should definitely go. Nice. All right. Well, thank you for being patient. Enjoy your week. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your life. (laughs) Gadgets. You've been listening to Charging Stallion Presents. News we like. Thank you. See you later. Yeah, it doesn't really matter